Hello and welcome to The Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams and thanks for joining me again on this broadcast or podcast. I hope you took some time to think through and allow yesterday's message to sink in and hear what the Spirit is saying to you about being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, now, if you missed it, again, we'll go over that in a minute, but uh, I'm, I'm talking to those who were on yesterday or have been faithful listeners. Thank you for that. But think about this. If it were easy, there would be no need for dis discipline or the discipline of dismay, yesterday's message, or rejection or hardship, loss, trial, or struggle. And therefore, discipleship would not be necessary. The reality is we're in a battle between the enemy, the world, and our own flesh, and the Spirit, and Christ, and the kingdom, His kingdom. Christ came so that we could be partakers of His Spirit literally living within us. And that doesn't simply solve all the problems in sin and flesh that we have. It begins the process of overcoming in Him as He has already overcome. But by grace through faith, we can live from that perspective and that standpoint. That battle, though, requires discipline in order to know that we are being ruled by or servants to Christ rather than servants to self, sin, and Satan. Now, again, I mentioned earlier, if you missed any of the yesterdays or other ones, you can go to loveandlordship.com. Love and Lordship. Don't put the ampersand in there. Let me get there right there. If you're watching a video, you can see. Don't put the ampersand in. It won't work. Love, A-N-D, Lordship.com. And you can find our book there, the icon in the middle of the homepage. You can click on the Read, Listen, or uh, Watch tabs. And you can get videos, podcasts, and articles, these and many others. And thank you for your comments and responses. You can make those two, or you can connect with me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Love and, again, A-N-D, loveandlordship at gmail.com. As I mentioned, yesterday's focus was on the discipleship side of what's required of us. How we are to look at and accept things in our life, even dismay or uncertainty, trials and struggles, pain, in a way that will help us grow into, our, into a disciple of Christ, walking with Him as Lord. Today's message deals with what, we, what that looks like as we exhibit who is Lord in our life. So it, it's kind of two sides of the same coin. In other words, what is it that is ruling your life? Are, are we ruled by our own passions from the sinful flesh? Very natural, so we, we gravitate toward those very naturally, right? But we do so many times even as we claim Christ as Savior and Lord. Or are we dying to self and those passions and coming alive with the things of God as we surrender or, as I said, die to self and He takes control over our lives because we lovingly and willingly submit our desires, our passions, our decisions, even our motives to Him, to His Word, to His Spirit. It's going to be reflected. The law of the harvest you just can't get around. That's a, that's a stickler. It's going to be reflected, the fruit is going to be reflected eventually based upon the choices, the actions, and the relationships, and that will reveal our thoughts and even our motives as to who or what is actually ruling over us. And that, that's what we're talking about today. Who or what rules your life? In today's devotional, Chambers talks about this by discussing the worker's ruling passion. Again, if you're following along on myutmost.org, myutmost.org, or in the hard copy book, March 17th is the day we're on. 
So let's cut to the chase as to what this statement or question being posed by Chambers is getting at in your life and mine. The worker's ruling passion. Here's the question. What drives you? Better yet, who or what are you living for? Another quote from our book that sums this up. Every motive, thought, decision, action, and relationship, and I, I should put desire in there. Okay, every motive, thought, desire, decision, action, and relationship reveals who is Lord in your life. Are you or do you pay attention at this level? Because it is, it is an absolute necessity that we know by our thoughts, our actions, and our lives who is ruling over them. Ultimately, as Paul says in Scripture, you are a slave or a servant to whomever you willingly and continually obey or give in to. Are you honestly assessing your life along these lines? That's instruction from God's Word. And that's what we're going to get at in today's Scripture and teaching from my utmost for His highest. In 2 Corinthians 5.9, Paul says this, Wherefore, we labor so that we may be accepted of him. Okay, remember the title, The Worker's Ruling Passion. Wherefore we labor that we may be accepted of him, Christ, okay? In the New American Standard Bible, the text reads this way, Therefore we also have as our ambition, we labor. What are we laboring for? What are we ambitious for? To be pleasing to him. So as we work through this, keep in mind that the word labor literally translates to ambition and to be accepted of him translate as to be pleasing to him. Do you make decisions, all of your decisions in your life along these lines? Here's how Chambers starts the devotional. Wherefore we labor, it is arduous or a taxing, difficult, hard. Here we are again. Why don't we hear more about this in our, in our sermons? in our messages, in our teachings. This is the reality of what it means to die to self, to be in that battle and turn from the flesh, the enemy, the world, to Christ. It is arduous, taxing, difficult, hard work to keep the master ambition out in front. Wait a minute. Where's all the fun and games and the joy and excitement of being saved? Chambers says it means holding oneself to the high ideal year in and year out, and I add day in and day out, moment by moment. Not being ambitious to win souls or to establish churches or to have revivals, not that we shouldn't do these things, but they can be done very easily in our flesh. He continues, but being ambitious only to be accepted of him or to be pleasing to him. It is not a lack of spiritual experience that leads to failure, but a lack of laboring to keep the ideal right. Christ as the foremost and utmost before us. Once a week, at least, he says, take stock before God and see whether you are keeping your life up to the standard that he wishes. And this is me. Not just what the pastor says or what your church is asking you to do. Those are okay. But beyond that, it's the standard of seeking, knowing, and loving Him above all else, and with all your being, that's the biblical standard. Paul is like a musician who does not heed the approval of the audience if he can catch the look of approval from one, his master. You may have heard that this way, doing all for an audience of one.
any ambition which is in the tiniest degree away from this central one of being approved unto God or pleasing to God may end in our being castaways. Let me repeat that and say it in today's churchianity language. You're doing great in attending, giving, and serving, so God's surely pleased with you, even as there is very little encouragement or challenge or accountability to spend time in the Word, in prayer, and in listening to God to get to know and love Him above all else. And, and I'm going to say it again, little or no accountability to make sure people are growing as Christ's disciples in knowing and loving God. It's all wrapped up in, well, if you come to church and you give some and you serve some, then surely you got it all right. I can tell you, folks, that about 99% of the people that I sit with over the last 30 years, and that's thousands now, have completely missed this. But they're there every Sunday. They're missing the main thing. And there's hardly anybody in their lives pointing them to, challenging to, encouraging them to, by grace, through faith, and holding them accountable to this standard. You see, the attending, giving, and serving should be an overflow of time spent in building your relationship with God so that that overflow is literally His love through you to others rather than masquerading and giving and serving in the flesh and thinking we're good in our relationship with Him when we spend no time with Him. Chambers says, learn to discern where the ambition leads, the fruit in your own life and then in others, and you will see why it is so necessary to live facing the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, lest my body should make me take another line, I am constantly watching so that I may bring it under subjection and keep, keep bring it into subjection and keep it under. 1 Corinthians 9, 27, what, is, what does that mean? Let me give you another translation that ties this much closer to Paul's discipleship walk and what it should look like in your, in your walk and my walk as disciples. But I daily, strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. See, this is what it looks like for Paul after he's saved for him to be Christ's disciple. And it, looks, it should look the same for us. Wrapping up the devotional, I have to learn to relate everything. Attending, giving, serving, daily choices, even the deepest motives. Everything to the master ambition and to maintain it without any cessation. I don't stop doing that at any time. Without any leakage or falling back into my sinful flesh. And yes, we may do that from time to time. Paul said he did. But see, that's the goal. That's the ruling ambition. That's what my heart is set on when Christ is truly Lord and Holy Spirit gives us all we need to have that heart and to grow in it. Chambers closes, My worth to God in public is what I actually am in private. Is my master ambition, my words here, ruling disposition, my master ambition to please Him and to be acceptable to Him or is it something, anything other than that would be less, no matter how noble? Food for thought. Remember, we must pay attention to and keep track of each and every desire because, repeating the quote, every motive, thought, decision, desire, action, and relationship reveals who is Lord of your life. Who or what is the master ambition, the ruling guidance or Lord in your life? Every day, every moment. 
This is what it means in Scripture for Christ to be Lord of your life, and it's what he came for, lived for, and died for so that you and I could be in that relationship with him that gives us the Holy Spirit, saves us from ourself, our sin, and this world. Love in action. Spend time with God in his word, in prayer, and listening every day. Begin with the scriptures in this message. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. That's number two. Number three, if you're brutally honest, what is it that drives your decisions in each or varying moments? What do you give into in the hidden moments? That's probably what's truly driving your life, even in the more public moments. Who or what drives your life? Then number four, ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you in every moment who or what it is that you are surrendering to. Where it is the Lord, uh, where in the Lord you need to continue to grow and where it is that it's in your flesh, then confess and repent, walk away from it, and allow the discipline of his word and spirit to make Christ Lord of all. Tomorrow's another Wednesday for Women with Adia Wushner. Thanks for those who are following and for the encouragement and feedback as we strive to keep you informed about the cultural issues of our day and how they impact all of us, but especially our young ladies and women, girls, okay? Join us and invite family, friends, and loved ones to join us as well. We thank you for joining us today. Check out loveandlordship.com. A lot of things there. and Please contact us at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. At 1245, Greg Horn and Hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.